Tonight, we're really going to be talking about being on the journey. And last time we were together, I talked about that you are, you were, what, you're on, how, how did I say it last time? We were talking about purpose. You're, you're, you're on purpose. You're, you're positioned. That's what it was. I thought I wrote it down to remind myself, but thank the Lord. He reminded me. Position for purpose. So we talked about being positioned for purpose, and then now we're going to be talking about our journey, our on-purpose journey, and how just some key things I feel like the Lord spoke to me for us tonight. No matter where we're at, I love how the Lord distributes accordingly as He wills to what we need to hear. I'm going to be preaching to myself tonight. I'm glad you joined me. And I just love, I've, like I said, I feel privileged uh, that, and that I get to just share the Word of God. There's, I just, there's nothing that makes me feel as good as bringing the Word of God, just having that privilege to just speak His Word into your life, to encourage you, to inspire you by His Spirit, to be and to do and to live and to enjoy and celebrate. And when we think about all these different words, let's, let's listen to these. Uh, I had intercession and we had no fear. Don't, God has not given us a spirit of fear, but a spirit of power, love, and a sound mind. That we're to press. Uh, that, what was the next one? Step, was it step? Step out. And then Jane said obsession. What, we're, we're, we're just thinking about these different words. And what, what do these different words mean? They have some different meaning to each and every one of us. We're not looking it up in the, in the dictionary, but we're, but we're actually thinking about what these different words mean. And it means something a little different to everyone. Peace. Maybe the peace means, you know, that you're going to have a good night of peaceful sleep or you're led by his peace. His word, you know, the peace of God that passes all understanding can reign in your heart and mind through Christ Jesus. So there's different ways to apply that. Salvation and joy and thankfulness, persistence, celebration, and that he's faithful to complete the promise. That was just a, a small, small exercise for you just to, to, to begin to not begin, but to just to hone in. I feel like God has been speaking to me to hone in my skills. Hone in. Hone in on what I'm speaking to you because it's going to be important this next season. As a church, uh, pastors declare that this is a year of exodus. We are ready, we are ready to go from where we've been and where we want to go. And that means so many different things, uh, physically and spiritually and all these different areas. We all are in here tonight because we believe God is able He's able to do what? To do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we can ask or think, according to what? According to the power that works in us. Man, amen. On the journey, on the journey, if you think about how many of us in here tonight are familiar with the the children of Israel, they were coming out. God said, I'm bringing you out of Egypt, I'm taking you into the promised land. It was a journey. It was an exodus. They had to basically leave things behind them and get ready to cross over. Things were unfamiliar. Many times in our lives, in mine, importantly, uh, not importantly, but just especially, I tend to look and see like, what am I giving up? Where am I going? What, what does this mean? If I take this step of faith and if I'm going this direction and I can't have fear and we need to hold on to the promise, we need to believe these different things that they're sharing tonight, I wrote them down because they, they apply to the message tonight. It's one of the scriptures that I wrote down in my notes, some of these, these things that you guys have shared. So it's confirmation that you're hearing God's voice. And the more you pray in the spirit of God, the more you develop, the more you, the more you, you hear his voice. 
And I'm challenging myself to just really tap into that on another level. Not as, not as a condemnation, like that God's saying, oh, you're not praying and I'm not doing No, just I'm hungry for more. You're here tonight because you want more of God. You're singing this song. We want more of you in our life. Well, we have all of him we can get. Truly, he's given us all things that pertain to life and godliness. We're not going to get more of God in a sense, but we can have him manifesting through our lives and in our lives in a greater measure than what we've seen. And I believe this is a season, and I've been speaking this for quite some time this year, that this is a season of acceleration. There's a time that you're in the right place at the right time for the right purpose, and sometimes it looks like it might be for bad, but all things, everybody say all things. things. We're talking about being on the journey tonight. All things work together. Those of you who have different family members that are lost, those of you who have different situations happening that you've been believing God for, you're standing on his word for promotion, for increase, finances, um, salvations, all these different things that we have for prayer list. But guess what? All things work together for the good for those who love God and are called according to his purpose. Even when it doesn't look right, even when it doesn't sound right, it doesn't feel right, we're not led by our feelings. On the journey, we can't look back. We're moving forward. Be a kingdom builder. I feel like we start or begin with the end in mind, our destination. What is it that inspires you? The different gifts and talents and abilities that you have, God is taking you off from what you're used to doing. And I feel like there's a fresh anointing in the earth for those who will step into it and walk it out. You're gonna see different things happening than what you're used to. I feel like we've been so religiousized in our, in our churches and there's just such a program and a tradition that God is not going to reach the current generation with the same old, same old. Can I tell you that? And I feel like I'm a part of a group of people, a body of believers that is willing to step out of the norm, believe God for the unbelievable, declare, prophesy, preach, praise, and believe God that he is still the God that can do all things for those who believe. We're... I don't want to live my life with just the traditional, you know, you go to church, I love God, I have a great family, I'm so thankful, I'm here to tell you I celebrate that. When all else fails, you thank God for the things that are most important. But that's not all. I want to take more people with me. I want, I want to transition into, if I'm created in his likeness, in his image, I'm, I want to continue to develop. I want to continue to grow. I want to continue to, to see what he wants to do through me. I want to see his light shine brighter through my life and remove the limitations, like pastor been preaching, just taking the limits off and allowing God to, to really flow. It's, a, it's on me. I've got to do my part and allow God to flow through my life. Allow him to develop me to, to this season. So be a kingdom builder, an ambassador, a steward, a vessel in this journey that we're on, an instrument for the glory of God. I'm looking at a bunch of people here tonight who are just loaded. You're loaded. Some of us, the devil's lied to and keep telling us we gotta get more. You gotta get more. You gotta get more. You gotta, you know, you're missing this. This is the missing, you know, piece. If you just had this one thing going right and you're walking with God, it'd be miracle time. that's just a lie that's a lie i'm here to tell you that is a lie he's given us all things that pertain to life and godliness jesus did everything he's gonna do he paid the price he made a way 
Our righteousness is not of ourself. I have to share this tonight. This is something specifically the Lord instructed me to say. Our righteousness is in Christ Jesus. Our perception of who we are in him is going to determine how we go on our journey. How we're going to how are we going to influence those people around us? I had a great privilege. I got to go back to the East Coast visit uh, with with Brenna's family and different things, and we got to go to the World Trade Center. And I was just thinking about you know what I just I just was imagining myself. I'm just going to be honest tonight. I try to be honest whenever you know I'm talking anyway, if I'm preaching or not, but. Sometimes when you're preaching, you know, you just want to talk about all the good things and everything's great. But, you know, we all have real challenges in life and we all have real obstacles. We all have real circumstances and storms and trials and things like that that happen. And if we don't ever talk about it, people think, well, I'm the only one going through something. Have you ever noticed that? It's like, well, am I the only one that, you know, has a... a a, a child that's lost or that I'm that believing for this job or, or waiting for increase or waiting for this breakthrough. And, and you're not. You're not the only one. So I'm out there and I'm just thinking to myself, I just thought I'd be in a different position at this phase of my life. Different, just different, a different place. I didn't have the vision of where I'm at. Now I know I'm not, it's not over. We're all still walking. We're still here. We, we're not done yet. You're not done. And it's never too late. I love it. It's just you're never too late to be in the right place at the right time. And think about the Exodus story. If there is a a story to tell us, look at Joshua and Caleb. They had to wait a little while, but they got it. They waited and God performed his word like Matt was talking about, his promise through their life. But I was over there, and so I was thinking about this, and I felt like the Spirit of God told me, the greater the influence, the greater the impact, the greater the, the, you know, need for, for your gifts and talents in life is the, the greater the development process is going to be, okay? When they built that World Trade Center, the new World, One, World Trade Center one or whatever, I forget the name, the official name of it, but the foundation goes like 80 feet deep into bedrock, that's one of the deepest, you know, foundations. But it's also the tallest building in the Western Hemisphere. But it's standing up tall and everyone can see it. And in our lives, I feel like sometimes we don't realize. If you're building a one-story house, your foundation needs to be 12 inches thick. If you're building a two-story house, it's usually 18 inches thick and a little deeper. If you're building a life on the Word of God and God wants to develop you to make an impact, to be an influence don't think that, that you're not going to have to develop deeper. And that's where I feel like God was saying, I'm like, God, I've been serving you for 20 years. And I've seen God do miracles. I've seen God do great things. But I feel like I'm just barely scratching the surface of what I've seen God show me. You guys, anybody ever, you guys ever feel like that in your life? You're just like, I know that that what is possible with those who believe. And the Lord reminded me of when they were in the upper room, in one place, in one accord, with one mind, the Spirit of God filled the place, sat on them like tongues of fire. And people were added to the church after that. They got filled with the Holy Ghost. People were added to the church daily. I'm believing God that this, is a se- this, this season that we're coming into is a fresh move it's, it's, it, we, we, the last time we were together, the scripture that I finished with was Isaiah 43, 18 and 19. It was, remember not the former things, neither the things of old. 
Behold, I will do a new thing. God is new. He's fresh. He's alive. He's exciting. And I'm just thinking to myself, yes, I got to keep myself stirred up. I got to keep myself fired up because I want to be a part of what God's doing. I want to be an influence. I want to be his light in this earth. I want to make an impact for his glory. Now it shall spring forth. Shall you not know it? I will even make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. When you feel dry, when you feel like you're in the wilderness, there's some deep woods on the East Coast. Let me tell you, they call them the woods. You can't see through them at all. But God wants to illuminate our path. We're talking about being on the journey tonight. We're positioned for purpose, and tonight we're on a journey. And I'm going to share a few key things that God has spoken to me. There, there was a story that I read in a, in a book recently. I actually was rereading this book. Just I didn't get too far into it uh, because I was just on vacation and I was reading it while I was out there. It was called Seven, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. And I like to just hone my skills and try to just reread things every once in a while. But I thought it was interesting because there was a story about a warship captain of a boat. And he was in the seas. It was, it was rough. There was a lot of fog. He couldn't really see too well, but he was just, he was the captain of the ship, and it was a warship, and his, one, of his, one of his lookout men said, Captain, there's a light in the distance. And so, some of you may have heard this story, but he, the, 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 the captain says, well, I'm a captain of a warship. Tell them to adjust their course 20 degrees. And so he does the little signal to the other boat. I don't know exactly how they did it. And some of you are smiling. Maybe you know, you know the story. And so he, he says, yeah, and, and I'm par- kind of paraphrasing. But he goes, he goes, he goes adjust your, your course 20 degrees. And the message comes back and says, says, no, you adjust your course 20 degrees. Now, this is the captain of a warship. Like, you talking to me like that? He sends a message back and says, you know who I am? I'm a captain of a warship. What's your rank? And the message comes back, I'm just a seaman. Like one of the lowest ranking people in the military. Just, I'm just a nobody. And the captain's like, well, then you better move right now. Adjust. I'm commanding you. I'm the captain of the ship. I'm commanding you to adjust your course. And, and then finally the seaman comes back and says, you better adjust your course 20 degrees because I'm a lighthouse and I'm not moving. <laughs> and so many times in my life, I feel like I got to be the captain of my ship. But the Lord is the lighthouse. He's immovable. He's directing our course on this journey. He's saying, just here, adjust there. And I'm saying, get out of my way sometimes. I don't even realize I'm talking to the Lord. The Lord is telling me something. He's flashing the signal at me. And I'm saying, who the heck are you? And I'm like, God, let me be more sensitive to your direction, to these course changes. Because I don't want to be arguing with the Lord. And he's the lighthouse. And he's directing our path. But I just thought it was, as we're going on this journey in our life, we've got to be careful. We're, we're trusting in him. Proverbs 3, verse 3 through 5 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will make your path straight. So the first thing we're talking about tonight is 
that we are spirit-led beings. We're led by his spirit. We move by his spirit. He directs the steps of the righteous. Your steps are ordered by the Lord. Proverbs 16, 9 says, a man's heart plans his way, but the Lord directs his steps. Psalms 119, 105 says, his word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my pathway. So God has a plan. He's got the lighthouse and he's given directions. He's in us. He's flowing with us. Our righteousness is in him. We're not standing before God in our own self. I think it was the Psalms that says, your righteousness is a filthy rag before God. No matter how good of a person, I hear people say all the time, well, I'm a good person. Well, that's great. I'm glad you're a good person. But your righteousness is, it can be good, but unrighteous. Because your righteousness only comes through Christ Jesus. As you're an influence, a lot of the stuff that I'm sharing with you tonight is so that you can be an influence, so that you can continue to develop your capacity to do what God's placed in your heart to do. Some of it's for us personally, but some of it is because the people that we're going to be meeting, the people that we're going to be influencing, our sphere of influence needs to hear what God has placed in our heart so we can develop that communication by his spirit. We walk by faith and not by sight. So many times what we see, we let that rule us. And I'm guilty of it. I'm guilty of it. I'm thinking, how is this possible? I'm, what, what is going on? I'm standing on his word. I believe his power. I've been declaring. I've been prophesying. I've been praising him. I worship him. I know his word is true and everything else is a lie. So why am I seeing what I'm seeing? I heard someone share the other day it, it, that God didn't give you your senses to lead you. He gave them so you would know but the spirit of God leads you. If you touch something hot, your spirit isn't saying that hot. It's your, God's given you your, your senses so that you, can, so that you would know what's going on around you. That you would, it's, it's a more of a protective measure. But those aren't supposed to determine your spirit is the real you. Your spirit is the leader. And one thing that was, was very clear to me as I was praying about our time together tonight was that we have to be careful not to let our mind take over. Your mind, and I had, oh, I forgot. I had a set of earplugs, and I was going to share, and I was going to bring them and show you. But your mind has a voice of its own. And most of the time, it's based on all the feelings. It's based on your senses. It's based on your, your different things that you're, you're seeing, you're feeling, you're, all these different things are happening. But what it's doing is, is, is it, it's kind of compressing your spirit, man, down. Your spirit is willing. The Bible says, but your flesh is weak. So your spirit is saying, this is what the word of God says. This is what you've, what you've been developing and speaking and, and meditating on uh, day and night. And, and you're stirring up the word of God and, you're, and you're, you're meditating on it so that you can make your way prosperous, so that you can have good success like the book of Joshua says, and be strong and courageous. But your mind is saying, well, but, but you don't see what, I mean, how can you say that? Because it's like, okay, where's his earplugs? My spirit man, come forth. Spirit man, come forth. Living water, flow by your spirit. God has allowed me to just develop my spirit to a place where I can just speak his word, meditate on his promises, and declare the truth regardless of what I'm seeing, what I'm feeling, what, 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 what different circumstances that's happening. How can we do that? Because we're spirit-led beings. We, have, we walk by faith and not by sight. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. One of the things that, that, that I was thinking about tonight was, I'm, it's in Hebrews, but I'm not sure if it's Hebrews 4 or, or 2, and maybe some of you know, but this was quickened to me, was that, that, that the word 
that was preached to them didn't profit them because it wasn't mixed with faith. And I thought, man, they we heard the word, but it didn't do anything for them. There was no, but the word, but I'm thinking, man, the word's got power, God. How is that possible? But it's because Hebrews 3.19. So if you want to write that down, that's just, it's just a, a scripture that, that, was, that was on my heart. But Hebrews 3.19 Four two, because of their unbelief, and then it goes on, like Baldy saying about in Hebrews four two, that the does it say the word of God, the word of God, did not profit them, or some versions say did not benefit them, because it wasn't mixed with faith by those who heard it. We're going to stir our faith up. We're going to mix. Everybody mix it up a little bit. Mix it up. I mean, when you're making a batch of cookies or you're whipping up some kind of your favorite thing, you don't just throw it all in the bowl and throw it in the oven. It doesn't come out. Well, it's all the same ingredients. I've never seen a baker or any mom or dad or anybody else. I mean, Jack cracks me up because my son, he's just, he just turned 14. But, I mean, he's known since he was nine years old how to make chocolate chip cookies by his memory. I mean, he goes to his friend's house, and the, his friends are like, Jack, we got to make chocolate chip cookies. And the parents will be like, Colin Brenna, how does he know how to make chocolate chip cookies? And he's just like, oh, I need some butter. I need some vanilla. I need some brown sugar. Where's the chocolate chips? Well, I mean, flour. I mean, he just got it down. He knows how much we to do. And they're just like, they're blown away. And it's like the best. They're like, they call Brenna. They're like, the best chocolate chip cookies I've ever had in my life. I don't know. I got sidetracked on that. But if you don't mix it up, you can have all the right ingredients. The word of God has all the ingredients we need. But we got to mix it up with our faith, stirring it up, stirring it up by your spirit. Jude 20, how does it say? But you, beloved, building up your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. Position for a purpose. Their foundation, base, and core of who we are and what we are doing and where we are going. So perception, progress, and productivity were three things that I feel like God has been help, trying to help me develop in my life. I'll say it again. Perception, progress, and productivity. And we're going to start moving along probably a little bit quicker. But I had, I, had a, I had a picture I wanted to show you guys. And some of you that have read that book, this is out of that same book. But I just thought it was an interesting picture. But I want to give the credit to the person who wrote the book. It was, uh, it was Stephen Covey's book on the seven, the seven habits of highly effective people. But everybody take a look at the picture. And what do you guys see? Do you guys see, you guys see, what do you see? You see, you see a woman. How many see like a young woman? Raise your hand. How many see a young woman? All right. How many of you see an older woman? Okay. Okay, perfect. Now let's go to the next picture. Same picture, a little different, little different, uh, Writing, a little different style. How many, of you, how many of you still see a younger woman? See a younger woman? And how many of you still see the older woman? How many of you see both a younger woman and an older woman? How many of you have already seen these pictures before? Okay, a couple of you. Okay, so that's kind of cheating, but that's okay. 
Not really. It's not cheating. Now let's go to the next picture. Is there one more or no? Okay. Now what do you see? Everybody sees the older woman now. Now let's go back. Let's go back one to the middle one. This was a study done at the, I think it was the Harvard Business School. And they got this huge argument. And everybody was supposed to write down what they saw. And half the class saw an older woman and half the class saw a younger woman. But guess what? It's all our perception. It's not wrong or right. I can see an old woman in there. At first, when I saw it, I saw the younger woman. But then after I looked at it and it said, do you see the younger woman or the older woman? I'm like, older woman? I didn't see the older woman. And then I saw the older woman. And I'm like, the other day, when I was looking at it earlier, I was like having a hard time seeing the younger woman. I just saw the older one. I was like, perception. We can see the same things, but see them differently. And what I want to illustrate tonight out of this is that we have to. Everybody say have to. We have to beyond a shadow of doubt. We have to, no matter what, we have to see ourselves as Christ designed us. We have to see ourselves in Christ, Christ in you, the hope of glory. We cannot allow these other voices to come talk us into perceiving ourselves as something that we're not created to be. I, I forget who said it. it, it was, maybe it was um, that one guy you quoted um, a few weeks ago, Thoreau or one of them, but he said, most people will try to hack at the leaves to, to make change on a tree and you're talking about just trimming and things like that. They'll hack at the leaves. A thousand people will hack at the leaves for every one person that hacks at the root. And we, don't, we have to get to the root of why certain things are, are hindering us, limiting us. And for me, I feel like, I feel like, I have to perceive. I have to see. Everybody say see. Not with my eyes, with my spirit. And understand and know beyond a shadow of doubt that this is who God has created me to be. That I'm who he says I am. I can do what he says I can do. No matter what it looks like. No matter what the external voices are saying. No matter what it looks like for other people. I know what his word says. We're created in his likeness. We're created in his image. We go from glory to glory. We're more than conquerors. We're, you know, there are all these different things. We are created. If anyone is in Christ, he's what? A new creation. Behold, old things have passed away and all things become new. We cannot accurately visualize and see our future in Christ looking through the lens of our past or through the lens of a wrong perception of who we are in Christ. I think it really is the root of something that if we want to make change, then we've got to change, first of all, how we see ourselves in him and who we see who he is in us. And as we do that, I feel like we'll be able to break more chains, be more effective, be a greater impact and influence for his glory because we're seeing ourselves as he's seeing us. It's hard to do. I'm not telling you this is easy or that I've mastered the concept by any means. I just feel like this is what God's revealing to me in the season in order to, to be on the journey and to get to where he wants me to go and to accomplish what he wants me to accomplish for his glory and his purposes, that I've got to see myself, not see with these eyes, but perceive. What's my perception 
and understanding and how am I interpreting? Those are three things. Perception, uh, perceiving, understanding, and interpreting. How am I interpreting what God is saying about me and how am I perceiving that after I've received it? It's one thing to hear about it. It's another thing to receive and understand that, that yeah, his love and his power and, and how he's created us and designed us and developed us because we can't, we can't go wrong. I mean, when we realize it's, it's a freeing. And I think people that are lost, I think they're, they're, it's Jesus. that they're, They came all over to see Jesus, to touch Jesus, to hear about Jesus, to hear him preach. Why are the churches full? I think because there's part of Jesus that's missing. I'm just, I, did I say that out loud? I'm not saying our church. I'm just saying in general. I'm not talking bad. about. I'm just saying there's more. Jesus is alive, and I'm just like, God, I want to take the limits off. And Pastor, I've been preaching this, and I've been meditating on it, and we're talking as a church to reach, to raise, to release, to empower, to equip, talking about going from Exodus, from going out of bondage and into the promised land. We're talking about in our lives personally, where we've been. Some of you have been faithful for so many years, and you still, you know, you just keep going, keep going, keep going. Don't stop. Don't quit. Why Galatians 6, 9? Don't grow weary in well-doing, because why? In due season. You're going to reap the harvest if you don't quit, if you don't quit, if you don't faint. Some of you have already been through things, and now you're believing God for new things. Why? Because God's not done with us. You say, well, you know, I've seen God do this, and I've seen God do this, and next thing you know, God's saying, I want you to believe for this. And you're like, whoa, I never saw, I, that, that's like, are you, are you talking, talking to me, God? Like, you want me to declare what? You want me to speak what out of my mouth? You want me to agree with, Seriously? And so we're all just, we think, okay, fine, I got through that. Next thing, next thing, God's like, okay, I got a new one for you. All right, Richard and Joanne, I got a new one for you guys to believe God for here. Here we're going to go. And you're just like, oh, it's God. We just got done believing for this. But guess what? That's how God's so good. He equips us for the battles that we're going through. He equips you for what you're, what you're doing. Our righteousness is in Christ Jesus. Christ in you, the hope of glory. We're triumphant. We're victorious. We're overcomers. If God is for you, who can be against you? These are perception things. These are, these are root things that we have to see ourselves as this. We're the head and not the tail. We're going over, not under. But God, I'm struggling in this area. You know, it, it, We're speaking it out. We're standing on his word. We're mixing it up with our faith. And we're not taking no for an answer. We will not be denied. We're on the attack. Moving forward, pressing, like somebody said tonight, that the word of the Lord that gave them was pressed. We're pressing towards the mark of the high call in Christ Jesus. We're not going to stop. God has not given us the spirit of fear. So when we feel like, well, what if this happens? What if that happens? No fear. We're, we're, we're walking in faith. Well, what if it doesn't happen when we think it should happen? Does that mean that the prayer is not answered? No, it says when you believe, you receive, you have what you've asked for at that very moment but wait god i don't see it we don't see it with these but we see it with this your spirit man sees it your spirit man grabs a hold of it by faith and it has that tenacity that steadfastness that persistence like rick said to hold on to his word hold on to his promises and keep pressing through no matter what these see because we're walking by the eyes of the spirit we're led by his spirit and we're moving forward. 
2 Timothy 1.9, a scripture that I, I quoted recently, but it says, who has saved us and called us with a holy calling. We're talking about our perception. We're talking about who we see ourselves as. The first, first thing that I'm talking about on our journey is our perception. How we see ourselves, how we see who he is in us is going to determine how we're going to walk this path. How, uh, how far we're going to go, where we're going to go, and how we're going to do it. He called us with a holy calling, not, in, not, according, not according to our works. We're not on a performance scale with God. But people get caught up in that. And I've been guilty of it. I've been guilty. But I don't want to be. But according to his purpose and grace. It's the grace of God that gives us the power to continue to overcome. We come boldly into the what? Into the throne room of grace to find help in a time of need. We need him every day We're getting where his grace is empowering us. Not our own works. His grace is giving us the power to mix our faith with it and just continue to believe even when it doesn't look like we're seeing. Progress. Progress. Perception, progress, and productivity. Pro- progress. Your progress and direction. We might have to finish this one next time. Your progress and direction will be determined by what you see. You say, well, that's just opposite of what you just said. No. Your progress and direction will be determined, be determined, if I can speak English, by what you see. Not these. The eyes of your spirit, the eyes of your heart, the vision. See, God has given each and every one of you a vision and promises and an understanding of what, what you see happening in the future according to his will, according to his word. Not what we're seeing with these eyes, but what we're seeing in spirit, if we, our progress and direction is going to be dependent on what we're seeing and what we're allowing ourselves to see by his spirit. We're not seeing with our own eyes. We're seeing by his spirit through our lives, right or wrong. We determine what is right and wrong by filtering it through the word of God. Someone was just asking, right or wrong, how do we know? By filtering it, by filtering it, by filtering it. Well, yeah, well, that just doesn't, that, you know, that just, this was so-and-so was saying this, or I just heard this, and, and yep, put the earplugs in, going into here. What's this say? Yep, that's all I need. Boom, filtered. Yep. What do you use a filter for? Get the crud out and keep the good stuff in. Get the crud out and keep the good stuff in. Run it through the filter, baby. You know why? Because, you know, like around here, there's lots of filters for water and different things like that, depending on what, if you've got a well or if you're on water. Yeah, everybody's running through the filter. Why? Because they don't want what's in that water. You don't want what's in the world. Don't be conformed to this world, but be ye what? Romans 12, 2, transformed. I love this interactive service that we're having tonight. It's just renewing. It's just, you're just, you already got the answer on your tongue. The Spirit of God is just bringing these things to your remembrance just as we're talking. It, don't be conformed to this world, but be what? Be ye transformed. You can help me out here. We're a family, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you can prove that which is good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. Amen. I wrote them all down so I didn't have, you know, save me some time. The boat captain perceived another boat, but it was a lighthouse. He was so sure this boat was just defying his authority, his power. How many times, how many times have I, you know, tried to use my power, my strength, and I didn't realize I'm fighting against, you know, look at Paul. 
How, what, Paul, what are you doing? Kicking against you, you're just you're just kicking against the wrong dude, Paul. I'm gonna knock you off your horse real quick. I like that boat captain. Let me show you. We, you know, a little seaman here. Guess what? You might want to turn because I'm a lighthouse. I ain't moving. This thing ain't changing direction. We don't change course. Um, we're pretty much on it. <laughs> so you want to continue your direction? Advise against it. There's some big rocks before you meet me. He perceived another boat, but it was a lighthouse. Oh, the Spirit of God was just speaking to me on this one, so I'll share it with you. But get information before making a decision. The captain never asked, who are you or what are you doing? He just assumed that it was another boat. His perception was wrong. He didn't get any information, and he began to try to execute his own plan on how he was going to overcome this, this obstacle that was in his way from his destination. How many times in my life have I tried to execute my plan and, and do that without getting the information of what I'm trying to do? I'm just sharing some things that God spoke to me. So if it speaks to you and helps you, then amen for that. Do not allow your mind to take over. Be led by your spirit. I said that already. Walk in the spirit and you will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Last one, productivity. All things work together for the good. We're going we're gonna to tear the roof off. We are going to preach. We're going to pray. We're going to prophesy. We're going to do whatever we need to do to lead people to Jesus. They need people like those friends that back in the day where they just said, you know, we got to get this guy to Jesus. We got to get this guy to Jesus. And that's the kind of people that I serve with here is that you're praying diligently. You're putting people's names on the board. We're, 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 we're not just talking about at church. We're, this is a church who believes the word of God, who prays. There's power. The last, the last time we were together, I already, I already had some reports. We're, there was breakthrough in the house that night. That was one of the word of the Lords that came forth was breakthrough. And the next day, right after that, was this, this one person, and I'm not going to share who it was, but they basically said the whole thing just broke loose. And they had the clarity. This, this situation is aligned. Not in the way that they thought they would. In fact, they end up losing one thing and then got it backed. But during that process, they got their breakthrough because they wouldn't have seen what God needed them to see unless they lost what they had. And then they end up getting it back and got the clarity of vision and purpose. And it said it was just the Lord. It was just, it was just the Lord. But I believe those things happen because, not because some person's preaching necessarily, but because as a body we come together and Jesus is in the house. He's the one. He's the one who's doing the work. He's the one who's healing. He's the one who's distributing by his spirit. And that's the fun of it. Amen? Build up. Spring up, oh well. Living water. Be refreshing to others. Measure ourselves according to the word, not according to others' opinions, not according to the world standards, not according to the economic system. Measure yourself according to the word of God. We can't try to compare ourselves. Proverbs says it best. Do not compare yourself or those who compare themselves among themselves. I don't have the reference for you, but it's those who compare themselves among themselves are not wise. And it's just as bad to compare yourselves to what the world says. We have to measure ourselves. Why? Because we're all individual. We all have individual gifting, talents, and abilities. What God is holding you accountable for is different than what he's holding me accountable for. What God has gifted you with is different, is different than what he's gifted me with. But we know this. 
in these bodies, there's treasure in earthen vessels. That God has made you a vessel full of treasure. He said, we have this treasure in earthen vessels. You've you got treasure. You're loaded. We allow those unique gifts and talents and abilities to flow out by his spirit and make an impact on someone's life for his glory. In the kingdom, Jesus said, the greatest among you was the servants. He wants to set the captives free through us. Jesus was anointed, and he's anointed you. I just like, God, you are good. You were anointed. Luke 4, 18, what? He was anointed to preach the gospel, to set the captives free, to set at liberty those who were bruised, and preach the acceptable year of the Lord. What is, he do, what, what is he asking us to do? Set the captives free in his name. Preach the acceptable year of the Lord. Set at liberty those who are, you know, he's given, that's, what he's, that's what he's called us to do. What's the Great Commission? Go make disciples. Go, go tell everyone the good news. We're reaching and we're raising, we're releasing. We want to have an exodus ourselves and we want to take someone with us. It would have been horrible if, if God said, okay, just, I'm only going to take a few of you guys. Leave your family here and, you know, that's good. No, he took them all. They all were, a lot of them were complaining, but that wasn't God's plan, you know. I mean, but I do that sometimes too. God's trying to take me somewhere. I'm like, oh, I, it wasn't that bad back there. God's telling me it's better here. I don't quite see that. What am I looking with? These eyes? Looking at what I'm got going on right now? I'm thinking, man, I was, was, was back here. It was, wasn't that bad. Yeah, but you had some bondage. You had some things you needed to get rid of. You had some, I needed to get you out. I heard one preacher say that it, was, that, that it, wasn't, get, it wasn't the hard part, wasn't getting the people out of Egypt. It was getting the Egypt out of them. I forget who said that, you know, but that was such a profound thing because, true, God got them out, but the whole generation died, except for Joshua and Caleb, because they, they didn't believe. They were, they were just murmuring, complaining, going through laps in the wilderness. About a week ago, I was just... Uh, speaking of the Lord, I'm just like, God, I don't want to make any more laps. I mean, I know everybody has different areas where you feel like you've revisited this. Like, you, you've seen this cycle before, and all of a sudden you come around, and you're like, oh, man, I've seen this. God, help me, please. You know the reason why I go another lap? Because I didn't figure it out the first time. But God's so good. He's so faithful. Some of you think, oh, God's just mad at me. No, he's so good and faithful that he allows us to go another lap so we can get it right. So we can keep going on our journey, doing what we need to do. And there was a reason he had to get them there to get them in the right place. We think about different people in the Bible. You're like, how did that even happen? He's in a pit. He's a slave. He's in the prison. Then he's in the palace. David's anointed king. I've just been meditating on these guys lately. David was a king, anointed king, but yet he's running around in caves, running with the, with the group of the, you know, the warriors that were the misfits. But they, they love David. And the next thing you know, he's living in the palace. He's the king. Think about Esther. For such a time as this, you were born. That's the word of the Lord. You're born for such a time as this. You're in a generation that God is doing something fresh and new in. And I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, I'm excited about it. As much as I feel tired, as much as I feel like think I, need to, I need to rest and refresh and, and regroup, I'm so thankful for our pastors. We continue to pray for them. Father, right now, 
even as they're there. I just thank you that by your spirit, you're just touching them. Just help me pray for them. Father, we thank you right now that you're touching them. You're, you're reaching them. You're just, you're refreshing is going forth right now. We thank you that Isaiah 11 too, the spirit of the Lord will rest upon them, spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and might, spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord. Lord, I just thank you that the peace of God that passes all understanding reigns in their heart and minds through Christ Jesus. Father, we thank you that 2 Thessalonians 3.16, now the Lord of peace himself will give them peace always by all means that you are with them. Lord, the year of Exodus with one mind, with one accord, with the Holy Spirit. Lord, I just thank you that you truly are a rewarder of those who diligently seek you. I thank you for harvest. I thank you for increase. I thank you, as we said in the beginning of service, Father, that you are going to have us in the right place. I'm just going to continue to prophesy it because I believe it's the word of the Lord. You're going to be in the right place at the right time to receive what God has for you. Father, I thank you right now. I thank you, Lord God, for...